Hey, hi everybody. I am so thankful that you've joined us today at Valley Family Church in our online service. And I can't wait to share this message to you with you. It's just, it burns in my heart because I really believe this truly will set your life free and set you on the course to live the kind of life that God always intended us to live, this, this life of faith in him, this trust in Jesus, this life built around the word, the, the life built on God's word, a, a life that takes God's word as truth and, and lives by it. And so, oh, man, oh, man, I just can't wait to share it with you. So I'm going to do it in just a second, but I want to give you kind of a forewarning. I, I, I have so much to share with you. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to get through today. And so this is going to be at least two weeks long. It might be a three-week-long message, but if you'll just bear with me, grab your Bible, and we're going to jump right into it. Because I want to talk to you about the, the, the life of faith in God and just how to live the life of faith that God wants us to live. It's, 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 here's the thing. It's more than just a message. It, it's, the, it's a spirit. It's a, it's a spirit of faith, and it's something that, that it's one thing to teach about it, but it's another thing for, to, to catch it. You know, uh, we heard it said once that, you know, the, the message of faith can be taught, but it's the spirit of faith that needs to be caught. And that's really my prayer for you is that through this, you're going to catch the spirit of faith. And for those of you who've been with us a long time, this isn't, might not be a new message for you, but man, I tell you what, it's going to stir your heart to just think about God in new ways and new possibilities because, you know, with Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and Jesus said it this way. He said, he said that nothing is impossible to him who believes. And that's why I really want to stir up your heart and how much you can believe God for. So if you're with me uh, and, and excited about it, go ahead and grab your Bibles. And I want you to look with me uh, as we begin this journey together uh, in, in Romans chapter 1. We're going to talk about that start there, and we're going to end up getting in Romans chapter 10. So get your Bibles out, go to Romans 1, then just put a little marker in Romans 10. We'll get there in just a moment. But here's the thing that I want to have happen while we're together. I, I don't want you just to sit there and listen. I don't want us to go from uh, like a head-to-head transfer of knowledge. My, my goal is more than that. My goal is, by, with God's help and by his grace, to bring what we would call a transformation by revelation. A transformation by revelation of, of seeing God and seeing his word in a fresh way. You know, revelation, the, the word revelation, refers to like lifting the cover off something so that you can see what's been there the whole time. And, and that's really what I... I want to do as we share today. And so this is a spiritual impartation into your life. And so here's, here's the process, how it works. It's kind of a three-part process. It's, it's what I bring. I have a part. It's what you bring. It's your part. And then it's what God brings. It's, it's his part. So, so my part is to prepare. And so I'm prepared. I'm ready to share with you, just a, I think, a boatload of, of good information. So I'm all tanked up. I, I believe in what I'm going to share with you. I, this is coming from something I really believe in the very depths of my heart. Your part is this, and that's just to come today and, and just be open and let God speak to your heart. Because number three is his part, and that is he's the only one who can bring revelation to our hearts. And when God brings revelation to us, it's life-changing. Because when you see something through God's eyes, and you see it the way he always intended it to be seen, and it changes everything. So let me pray for us, all right? 
Father, as we take some time together today to grow in your word, I pray you'll help us to see in a fresh and new way the life of faith, that it's a journey through life, this journey of faith. And so I pray you'll help all of us to understand it even better and be able to walk in it fully. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. A couple of things about faith before we get started. What is faith? What is the, this life of faith? Well, number one, it's not a coping mechanism. The, our faith in God is not a coping mechanism. In other words, we don't say, oh, life's just terrible, but, you know, I'm going to trust God that there is heaven to go to in the end, and it'll be all right. I'll just get through it. Number two, faith isn't passive. It doesn't just sit back and react. Faith is offensive. It's not a defense. It's an offense. It's how we live life. And faith is more than believing. It's acting on what we believe. You know, when you really believe you can do something, do you know what happens? You do it. Why? Because you believe you can do it. And so that's when it it comes to really every part of life when we really understand God's word. We, We live this life of faith that we believe things are possible. We don't look at everything and think, oh, that's impossible. I can't do that. I, I can't figure this out. I can't get that new job. I can't repair that broken relationship. I can't get through this really difficult season of life. And all of us, you know, we've, we've been probably, I think, wouldn't it be safe to say for most all of us, it's been one of the most difficult seasons we've ever lived in, ever? I mean, we've all got scars. I mean, I got my scars. You got your scars. We've, we've all been through stuff. But right now, the, the world has just gone crazy. And people are confused. And some are angry. Some are sad. Some are fearful. You know, and just all of that stuff. But, you know, that's never been God's plan for us to live life angry or fearful or sad. It, it, it's, it's a different kind of life. It's, it's a reminder. You know, the Bible says that, we're, even though we're here on this earth, this really is our home. We're, we're kind of aliens. We're ambassadors for heaven because we live from, from heaven now. We're, we're connected to, to God in a special way. And I know for some of you who are hearing that, it might, it might sound crazy or it might sound like we're just not even living life properly, but we are. We're, we're living the very life that God intended for us to live, this life of faith. Let me show you what I mean by that. Because, again, we go back to Scripture. What do we believe the Bible says? Well, in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes. By, as he was directed by the Holy Spirit, he said, For I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. This good news he's referring to. He says, it is, this good news, the power of God at work. Saving everyone who believes. In other words, the gospel doesn't save everyone. It's for everyone. But how it saves people is when we believe. He says, it is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first, and also the Gentile, that's us. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished, now get this, from start to finish by faith. Whose faith? God's faith or our faith? Well, obviously our faith. This 
this life is accomplished by what we believe and what we believe in terms of God's word and God's promises in our life. He goes on to say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Think about that just for a second. The Apostle Paul, as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote these words. He wrote them to the church at Rome, which is the same to writing to the church here in Kalamazoo or wherever you're watching from today. This life we're to live, this life of faith, of our right standing with God, it's called righteousness. This idea that you and I are designed to live with God on our side. We are right standing with him. We have a right position with him. We're positioned properly to live life as God designed it. That's the life of faith. That's what he wants. That's the framework for life. Now, I can't emphasize that enough. In fact, we could spend the next 20 minutes just talking about that is the starting block of the life with God, that we're accepted, we're loved, we're forgiven, we're set up for success with God and with life. This is God's plan for us, this right standing which is accomplished through faith. Let me read it to you out of another translation. This is the Passion Translation, that same set of verses. He writes this, this translation. I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled that everyone who believes is saved, the Jew first and then people everywhere. This gospel unveils, that's that revelation we talked about, unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. Now, don't miss that. <laughs> you got to get that. God just said to us through the Apostle Paul, that this life of faith is not just something that we receive forgiveness, we receive being born again, we receive new life by faith. It's, it's, it's the power to live life by faith. So it's not just something we receive, it's something that then we live from. We live from this platform of faith. That is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through life-giving faith. That's what I want to talk to you about today. And, and I, I think next week, too, we're going to spend some time talking about this. Here's some other translations. It is the soil of faith that the righteous shall grow up into real life. What a picture. It's the soil of faith. What we're planted in is in how we are raised up into real life of faith. In other words, real life, real life, the life God intended is a life of faith. It's a life of trusting in God. Here's another translation. For in this gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed 
in a system connected from first to last with faith. From first to last with faith. In other words, from the moment we get saved, the moment we say, Jesus, I repent from my sins, I, I turn to you, I, I desire you to be the Lord of my life. I, I, I surrender my life to you. That's the start of real life. We might have lived, I don't know, maybe for you, you might have lived 20 years before you accepted Jesus. Maybe you lived 50 years before you accepted him. But real life became, came to you when you accepted him. But what this, these translations are reminding us then is everything from now, from the first to our last breath here on the earth, is going to be done how? By faith. By what we believe. And we're going to explain that and talk about that even more. Really kind of sort of unpack what that, does that mean for you and how does, what does that affect our life? How does that affect our outlook? Let's keep looking at some translations. Here's another one. It is through faith from beginning to end. Another translation. Faith is the condition, the procuring cause on the human side of this acceptance and also its result. In other words, how do we procure the life that God intended for us? Well, we procure it by faith. How do we live life? We live by faith. The same way we procured life is how we live life, and we do it by faith. Another translation, for in the good news, God's way of man's right standing with him is uncovered. There's that revelation. The way of faith that leads to greater faith. <laughs> That's what I love about this. Now listen. I've got to settle down here because I get excited. Here's what that means to you and me. That it doesn't make any difference how long we've been following Jesus. We can grow in our faith. So you might be the oldest person watching this or the youngest person watching this, the most mature believer or the youngest believer. All of us can continue to grow in our faith. We continue to grow in seeing God move in our lives, to see God at work in us every single day. Again, not just coping, but actually really enjoying and the satisfying in full life in him. All from this idea of right standing with God. That Again, that religious word is righteousness. One more translation, then we'll go to another verse. It says, a right standing with God granted by him in consequence of rudimentary faith, resulting in a more developed faith. So I, I love that. He says, you know, you can have faith that's just starting out. Or if you continue to grow and study and believe God and get God's promises in your heart, we can begin to apply God's word to our life. We can move into a more, um, uh, a greater knowledge of how to operate in faith. We'll know what faith is. We'll know what it isn't. We'll know when we're in faith. We'll know when we're in doubt. We'll be able to tell because we've, grown in it. I love that because, again, all of us 
can grow. And I'm really excited too because as I share this message with you, it, it stirs my faith up to believe God for big things, new things, awesome things. So here's what we believe about faith. Something I learned in Bible school years ago, when it comes to God's word, is this idea, and you've heard it mentioned several times in these translations of, of something being uncovered or this revelation coming. There's a term I, we learned back in Bible school days called progressive revelation. In other words, we, 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 see, we see in part, but we don't see it all. We see in part, but there's more to see. And, and so this is one of those kinds of messages, one of those topics that we can always be growing in. We can always be developing it. And specifically, let me talk to, you, to those of you who maybe you, you have gone, had some faith challenges along the way. Well, don't give up on faith. Don't give up on God. Just go, you know what, God, I, there's more to learn here. I, I want to continue to get progressive revelation and beginning to grow by it. Because, again, according to Romans chapter 1, what are we supposed to do about faith? We're to live by faith. So as Christians, we'll never get away from that. That is our calling. Our calling is to honor God, to serve God, and to live by what we believe, live by our faith. I'm going to share an, another uh, passage of Scripture, which is pretty important to all this. It's in Romans chapter 10, so go ahead. You're there in Romans 1. Go over to, to Romans chapter 10 in your Bibles. We're going to read five verses, 5 through 10, all right? Because this is, again, the setup for this. Because there are a lot of different ways that people uh, can view God. One is that he's this mean judge that is just ready there to smack you down if you do the wrong thing. Or, or, this, or this God who's perfect, and he is perfect. He is holy. But, but he, according to his word, he said he's made us righteous. Which, which is not something that we have to earn. He did it for us. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he took all of God's wrath upon himself. The wrath that was due us went on Jesus. That's why when we, when we connect with Jesus, when we surrender our life to him, the reason he's the Lord of our life, the reason we call him Redeemer is he paid a price we couldn't pay. We couldn't pay to have our sins removed, but Jesus did it for us. And because he did, it, 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 it made us right with God. It gave us right standing with him so that we can, we can live life. And so, and so this idea then that God is on our side is, for some people, it's a new concept. Under the Old Testament, you're familiar with the law, and, you know, basically built around 10 commandments, but then a whole bunch of other things that were added to it, that they had to live by that or else they'd face judgment. Well, the idea of the law was simply to caused man to realize he could never live by that law. He's going to break the law. All of us, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory, which would be living by the law. And so Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to give his life for us that we could be free. Now, Paul was given, the apostle Paul was given an assignment to let all of us know that. And so in Romans chapter 10, he refers to this when he refers to Moses. Moses was known as the bringer of the law, which, again, we couldn't live by. But here's what he says in Romans chapter 10. I want you to see it in your own Bible. Again, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. 
For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands, all of them. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth, and don't ask who will go to the place of the dead and bring Christ back to life again. Verse 8, in fact, it says, the message is very clear. Excuse me. The message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith we preach. And then he explains it. He says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. Now again, let me read it to you in another translation. The passage, or the uh, Passion Translation. Here's what it says. But the, he calls it this in this translation. The faith righteousness He calls it the faith righteousness. We receive speaks to us in these words of Moses. I love this. He says, we're we're looking, we put on a different set of glasses. We don't put on a set of glasses under the law. We're we're under a new covenant. We're, We're living life a whole different way. He says, and we see it this way, here's what we see. God's living message is very close to us. This is verse 8. As close as your own heart beating in your chest and near as the tongue in your mouth. And what is God's living message? You ready for this? What's God's living message? What's God's message for life? I want to know. God, what's your message of life? Here's what he says. It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart believes in him, receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth gives thanks to salvation. That the apostle Paul called the message we preach. Now, here's what you got to know. It is a message, but it's not a message. It's life. It's more than a message. There's, you can hear a lot of messages. You might have gotten some messages while you've been listening to this, this message. You, you might have gotten a text message or an email message. There's a lot of messages in this world. This is not a message. This is revelation of how we're supposed to live life. And he boils it down, this this essential message of the Christian life. He boils it down to this concept. It's not what we do. It's what God's done. Jesus died for us that we could experience this life of faith from beginning to end in him and what he's done for us. He calls the message, the message of faith that 
we preach. In other words, it, it's, it, is a, it is more than that, than just a message. It's a manner of living life, a life that is in complete trust with God and his word. And then I want you to get this. He ties it into the most important thing of life. And that's you and I, who the Bible says are dead in our trespasses and sin. We are separated from a holy God by our sins. As I said earlier, it's true for all of us. But in God's great mercy, he sent his son to die for us, to shed his blood for us, that we could have a relationship with him. That is the most important message we'll ever hear and respond to. And what do we do with that message? We hear it, we receive it, and then we respond to it by what we believe and say. That is the message of faith by which salvation comes into our lives. So in his description of this life of right standing with God and how we live a life of right standing with God, it, it's, it's done by what we believe in our heart and what we say with our mouths. You see it there in your own Bible, right? There, there it is in Romans 8, 9, and 10. Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10. It's right there. You just read it. You can read it again when we're done. But our response to what God has done, God, John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever would believe in him. So we believe, we accept him, we repent from our ways, we turn to God, we confess our sins, we ask Jesus to be the Lord of our life, and salvation comes. That's the beginning. Then the life of faith from beginning to end is not going to be accomplished any other way than what we believe in our heart and what we say with our mouths. And so I just want to encourage you, wherever you are in your walk with God and whatever you've been going through with in life, you know, we've all been going through some crazy, crazy things lately. This is the answer. This is the answer that people are searching for. And they're looking in a lot of places that are the wrong places to find it. But you know what? I don't know about you, but when life seems to go crazy, you don't know who to turn to. How about we just turn to the author of life, the author and finisher of our faith. His name's Jesus. Now, I'm gonna, next week, I'm going to pick up right where we left off because we're out of time. But I want to talk to you more about then how, to, how do I apply this? How do we apply this in our day-to-day lives? How do we live out the life of faith? Because the Bible is full, I mean full, of clues and, and, and directions for us to follow after this life of faith, this dynamic, life-giving life of faith from beginning to end, exactly what God has for all of us. It's an engagement of our hearts our mouths, our minds, with the fact that there's a God who loves us, who cares about us, who wants to partner with us in life, this incredible life of faith that's available for every 
single one of us. Now, before we go, I want to just offer to pray with you. For those of you who are watching and you've never invited Jesus into your heart, this is the perfect time to do so. You've heard all about it. I'm not going to talk much more about it other than just give you an opportunity to pray. And simply repent. You know, it's the goodness of God, the Bible says, that leads men to repentance or to turn from our ways. It's God's goodness. He's a good God, and he loves us. And I don't care what you've gone through. I know for me, I felt I had to, I had to fix some stuff before I had a relationship with God. I, I didn't even feel worthy to come to him until somebody said, no, it's not about you fixing you. It's about you surrendering to him and letting him fix you. I mean, there is freedom in that. So you ready? I want to pray with you right now. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent from my sins. I need you. I want to live the life of faith. I believe you died on a cross for me and rose from the dead. So I surrender my life, and I declare Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. From this day forward, I'll live for you. Lead me and guide me from beginning to end by faith. Receive it. Amen. All right, wasn't that good? Praise the Lord. Now listen, don't miss next week. Can't wait to share with you even more on the subject of faith. God bless you.